Blog Talk Radio. Seven years ago, and 
had a, a major impact. It was a best best uh, seller in the New York Times, and also it was uh, virally shared throughout the internet community through networks such as uh, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, and just a host of different uh, network uh, uh, connectivity circles. So. You know, I told Encourage because my wife and I, we always talk about the principles that were um, shared within the content of The uh, the Secret. And also recently, a couple of months ago, I purchased uh, the book titled The Magic. And um, I'm sure that uh, those of you who have read both of those books can agree that uh, it's a book and writings by Rhonda which is worth sharing to the world. So... Uh, Indeed, you know, I, I look forward to continuing from where we left off last week, uh, collaborating, uh, should I say, combining the two books in terms of the uh, areas of, of mutual interest that you may find with myself so that, indeed, it can be a vehicle to enhance your life, to uh, assist you in your journey with moving forward to obtaining the things that you desire in your life, getting rid of those things that you desire to get rid of, and to also to associate with like-minded individuals, which is one of the keys of, of uh, the secret. Is uh, the essence? I think it was Mike Dooley who first introduced me to the expression of uh, thoughts create things, and I, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge my wife, who's with me right now in the studio. She just came in a little while ago. How are you doing, dear? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So uh, good to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm having trouble signing in. Oh, you are? Yes, oh. I'm trying to enter the chat room, and it's not working for me. So. Okay. But I'm here. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we do this then? Uh, let me just uh, see if I can assist you in that area as we go on with the show, because I do have the uh, miniature chat room up, but we'll hopefully resolve that. No, that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Great. So as I was saying uh, to you, those of you who are listening, and I must also acknowledge that we have a couple of guests on, on, on the chat room, and we have uh, some listeners who are listening live. Uh, and if you're interested in sharing thoughts with us on the air, please indicate that in the chat room, and I will definitely share those uh, thoughts and comments live on the air. And, of course, if you would like to talk, with me on the show, uh, please push the number one button, and uh, that will uh, indicate to me that you wish to connect uh, live on the air and to share your thoughts uh, via telephone. So, um, again, we're going to continue with uh, the some the, the, the wisdom and that was shared uh, on the secret uh, uh, via the secret, the book title, the secret. And um, I'm just going to do a, a brief uh, 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 summary of, of how the book Seek The Secret came about. And basically, fragments of a great secret have been found in oral traditions and literature and, and religions and philosophies throughout the centuries. For the first time, though, all the pieces of the secret came together in an incredible revelation that will be life-transforming tra- life all who experience it. And in this book, um, you'll learn how to use the secret in, in every aspect of your life regarding money, health, relationships, happiness, 
and in every interaction that you have in the world, and you'll begin to understand the hidden, untapped power that's within you. And this revelation can bring joy to every aspect of your life. The secret contains uh, wisdom from modern-day teachers, men and women who have used it to achieve health, wealth, and happiness by applying the knowledge of the secret, and also, I may add, the magic. And they bring to light compelling stories of eradicating disease, acquiring massive wealth, overcoming obstacles, and achieving what many would regard as virtually impossible. So, and I must share, though, uh, as an interfaith minister, that the secret is not to take one away from one's religious orientation, as it were, regardless of what religion you may practice, there are certain elements within the books, these two books, The Secret and The Magic, that uh, can assist you in your journey. So uh, as we know, we go to school and we learn various subjects uh, ranging from uh, astrology to zoology, from A to Z, uh, medicine, mathematics, uh, psychology, sociology, um, carpentry, architect, and so forth, and all of these are areas of, uh, of concentration that assist us in acquiring wealth and also satisfying our life's purpose and giving us, an, as Joseph Campbell stated in Man in Mythology, uh, giving us a way of following our bliss. And that should be, the I think, the primary goal for all of us is to be able to be directed. A lot of times it's our parents who assist us in this journey in directing us towards this particular specific area of our life. but uh, And then, of course, our friends and uh, associates. And then, of course, we have our spiritual uh, uh, entities that direct us and assist us in finding our bliss, uh, uh, allowing us to have the opportunity to really have a life-fulfilling journey. So uh, that's one of the things that I found very encouraging about uh, the secret, and also the magic, is that you can make this as an addition to whatever the uh, means, whether it be from various spiritual books, various holy books, uh, whether it be the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Kabbalah, uh, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, the Sri Bhagavatam, all of these books are books that my wife and I have in our spiritual library that we constantly refer to in terms of assisting us in our uh, elevation of awareness and understanding of this magic, uh, magical experience called life, especially here on Earth. Um, so I, I just wanted to give those who maybe who are listening for the first time a brief uh, summary of why I share books such as The Secret and The Magic, uh, and, and which talks about the law of attraction, which talks about thoughts create things, and another profound, simple ideas that really have profound and mind-bottling ramifications on a positive end, as it were. So I left off last week talking about The Secret Made Simple, and this is a chapter in The Secret that Rhonda Byrne uh, titled The Secret Made Simple, and she features a uh, gentleman, a minister of African descent, uh, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith. And he says that we live in a universe in which there are laws. Just as there is a law of gravity, 
If you fall off the building, it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. You're going to hit the ground. And likewise, the uh, the law of attraction is a law of nature. It is an impartial and impersonal as the law of gravity. It is precise and it is exact. And then Dr. Joe Patali says that everything that surrounds you right now in your life, including the things that you're complaining about and you're attracted to, now I know he says at first blush that's going to be something that you hate to hear, but um, you're going to immediately say, I didn't attract the car accident. I didn't attract this particular client who gives me a hard time. I didn't particularly attract the debt that I experienced in my life now. And I'm here to be a little bit in your face, he says, and to say, yes, you did attract it. This is one of the hardest concepts to get. But once you're, you're accepting it, it's, it's life-transforming. Often, when people first hear this part of the secret, they recall events in history where masses of lives were lost. And they find it incomprehensible that so many people could have attracted themselves to the event. But by the law of attraction, they had to be on the same frequency as the event. It doesn't necessarily mean they thought of that exact event, but the frequency of their thoughts matched the frequency of the event. And if people believe they can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and they have no control over outside circumstances, those thoughts of fear, separation, and powerlessness, if persistent, can attract them to being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You have a choice right now. Do you want to believe that it's just the luck of the draw and bad things can happen to you at any time? Do you want to believe that you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time if you have no control over circumstances? Do you want to believe and know that your life experience is in your hands and that only all good can come into your life because that is the way you think? You have a choice. And whatever you choose to think will become your life experience. Nothing can come into your experience unless you summon it through persistent thoughts. Which leads me to to think of uh, my parents particularly and other parents, those who are charged with the responsibility of guiding their children. I always use the analogy of the parent who goes to the local park and goes into the playground, and he or she allows a child to go into the sandpit and to play. And as the child is playing, uh, the parent is discerning who is around that child. Who are the other children that has the potential of playing with his or her child, or children for that matter? And then, of course, the parent becomes proactive and uh, does his or her due diligence and deciding the character of the other children, the nature of those other children that are going to be able to influence their child and perhaps also keep the child safe or take the child into an area that's going to jeopardize its safety. And we tend to do this up until that child is 18, maybe in the early 20s, because some of us, of course, have children that live with us and, and beyond their teenage years for various reasons. But uh, I just think of that thought because of the fact that, indeed, uh, what was just shared by Michael Beckwith and also uh, Joe Fatale was that our association has a great effect 
on the results of how how our life is led. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right with you in a moment. Thank you. about 
uh, the neighborhood that we live in, that sometimes we feel uncomfortable, and it's not without any reason, but we want to understand that, indeed, there's crime prevalent all over the world. And, yes, you might move from one neighborhood to another, and one neighborhood might find itself to be um, very peaceful in so many ways outside, but inside the homes there might be havoc, there might be dysfunction uh, within the home. And, of course, as you go to whether places that you worship at, the church, uh, the mosque, the synagogue, and so forth, those same people who uh, were having problems at home, when you start interacting with them in a place, which I use those places because those are the places that are supposed to be dealing with the higher self, you find that there's dysfunction and uh, there's interaction, uh, negative interaction between these people because they're, they're dealing with negative energy. So, yes, you might move to another place that seems to be of comfort and at peace, but then again, there's other energies that are happening. So it's a thing that, you know, it's a paradox. Only through prayer, only through positive thoughts, and, and, and through really being clean, clear, um, and, and having a higher self-orientation, are you able to discern through intuition and through vibration, your inner vibration and feelings, where you should be living so that you can optimize the utmost of safety for yourself and your family, where you should be working so you can be in optimum position to be at peace and to be able to create abundance, or you could not indeed have your own business. I'm going to take a break. I see there's someone on the line who would like to interact with us, and um, there's this numerous ones being displayed. So both the person who would like to talk, please uh, share with me and us, the listening audience, your thoughts. Uh, hello, you're on the line. You're the air. Hi, hi, Baba Wesley Gray. My pleasure to be able to speak with you. Oh, it's a pleasure being able to speak with you also. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm out here in California. And, oh, um, wonderful. And who am I speaking with? This is Angelic Linda Terrell. It's my pleasure, uh, Angelic Linda Terrell. Really a pleasure. Thank you for uh, uh, taking your evening care with us. Um, I just, do you have it, some you like to share with us? Well, you know, it was just when you were talking about vibration, it was just I happened to look on Facebook, and then there it was, the show in five minutes. So I oh. like both of your pages. They're um, very informative. And um, I'm in the process of manifesting right now. And what I'm in the process of creating is abundance and a divine right relationship mm -hmm. but I find myself getting frustrated you know with the process sometimes but I keep plugging on what what kind of advice can you give to someone you know that is trying to manifest something major to me but I know not major in the eyes of God mm -hmm. wow that's well that's a big one the uh, I, I think that the aspect of manifestation is contingent upon whether or not what you're looking to manifest is the appropriate uh, manifestation. And, of course, you are the one that's best able to discern that. 
Um, and then, of course, by uh, various modes of divination, as it were, there are various ways of, of re getting readings, uh, and, and that's something that I'm very much uh, in awe of. I don't practice that, uh, as it were, but my wife does give readings, and, and that's something that I would refer to you to even communicate with her. Uh, her uh, name is Queen Mother Spirit Change, and she has a show that comes on every Sunday, I'm sorry, every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. I've, I've, I've listened to that also. Oh, wonderful. Great, great. <laughs> yep. I'm, I, I've, you know, found you guys on Facebook, the beautiful uh -huh. side of Facebook, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, it would be great if you could connect with her. Uh, her website is spiritchange.com. And um, so she she's really versed in the areas, the various modalities of divinations and readings and so forth. But to get back to your question in terms of what I could contribute on the show right now is that, yes, indeed, to read books such as The Secret, read books such as The Magic. Um, the Magic is something that I'm, I have before me, and that's I'm going to be covering it on the show. And last week I, I shared one, one of the succinct aspects of uh, what Rhonda shares in The Magic is being in a state of gratitude. And uh, and and also having the word the two words thank you to be prominent in your wake state at the moment you wake up to be in a state of gratitude and by using the words thank you and the, what that does that permeates your whole psyche it it, it permeates every uh, cellular aspect of your body that you're grateful. And, and you're thanking the universe. You're thanking the Most High. You're thanking the, the experiences that you've had in the past that brought you to this present state. And then by that uh, practice uh, and sincere uh, thought process, you are then able to allow your psyche to think the things that need to be thought about so that you can create those things that need to be created. And I think, and also, as I was mentioning earlier, being careful of who you are in association with. Yes, yes. So uh, if you're having difficulty with manifesting those things in your life that you really want to have in your life, one has to be cognizant and mindful of the fact that you cannot uh, mix a pot, you know, create a meal and because you tasted it at some place at a restaurant or someone's house and they gave you the recipe, and then you go home and you start improvising with the recipe and putting ingredients that weren't, you know, uh, instructed to be included in the recipe and expecting the same results. And that's what we tend to do in terms of when we try to manifest those things in our life. You know, the, the Bible, the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the Torah, all these spiritual books have with them, within them, various um, recipes, various menus in terms of how to live a good life, how to manifest abundance in your life, and so forth. And this is basically what the secret has done and, and the magic. They've extrapolated information from these various books and also from various uh, people throughout the ages who shared this knowledge. But one thing that is, I think that stands out is the fact that one has to be in this positive Mind, mindset, 
And what assists you in being in a positive mindset is uh, three words, and that's gratitude and the word thank you, two words of thank you. Okay. So I hope that I've shared some uh, uh, thoughts with you that can perhaps allow you to pull some uh, uh, ideas together and bring yourself in a certain frequency so that you can be closer to manifesting those things that you want in your life. Okay, one other thing, like at night before you go to sleep, is you take the gratitude into your sleep or do you take what you want to create into your sleep? I think you take both. Okay. And, and let me do this. Let me just have my wife share some thoughts with you. Would you like to share? Oh, hold on for a sec, please. Okay. Peace and blessings, Linda oh, Sorrell, Mother Namaste. here, meet you. My pleasure. When you're talking about manifesting those things that you desire, you have to realize that you must let go of some things that you're still carrying with you um, because you are not going to be able to have both. Okay. Before you before you go to bed, to give you a direct answer to your question, you are taking your affirmations as well as your gratitude with you because the way I teach it, when you're making affirmations, you're affirming before you go to bed, you always end your affirmations with gratitude to the universe along with the statement, this or something better is coming my way right now. Thank you for that. That way you're covering everything. You always take the mm. gratitude with you. Mm. Okay, that's powerful. Throughout the day, you express your gratitude whenever you can think of. Your affirmations will manifest for you quickly when you focus on them as often as you are able to. So that means, if you, I don't know if you take the subway. I remember you said that you live in California. So whatever your mode of transportation if you're driving, when you're at the stoplight, at the stop sign or the red light, you express gratitude. When you're at home, when you're, when you're preparing a meal, while you're stirring the pot, you're expressing gratitude and you're saying your affirmations. Try that for 30 days. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Queen. Thank you. You're so welcome. Feel free and to I, email me at my website. I will, and I and I want you to know that I followed your website and and got my sugar down. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Congratulations. So you you don't know whose lives you are touching, you know, on the internet. I and I think Baba put something on there in terms of be careful of who you connect with intimately because you're connecting at the electromagnetic level. That was powerful. And Absolutely. so I just want you guys to know that your message is, is, you know, profound. People will, you know, put down Facebook, you know, but it's a great medium right now. And um, I would have never found you two. And, and namaste to both of you beautiful spirits. Thank you so much. Thank I am you. grateful. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. namaste. Namaste.
Okay, so uh, that was very profound, and um, I'm really uh, grateful that uh, we have the opportunity to speak with uh, listeners such as Angelic Linda Terrell. Absolutely. Yes, that was very profound, wasn't that? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that she uh, actually articulates the sentiments of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of other uh, souls who are searching for the uh, answers in terms of how do they uh, acquire abundance, acquire those things in their life that they're looking for in terms of uh, making their journey a joyful journey and a fulfilled journey. All praises to the One Most High. All praises to the One Most High. Yes, indeed. Again, all praises to the One Most High. Please stay with us. We'll be back with you in a moment. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Tahuti Wesley Gray coming to you live from New York City. And uh, again, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in this evening and sharing your Sunday evening with us. And I'd like to thank all of you uh, who are in the guest room and, uh, of course, those of you who have called in. It's really a pleasure to have you with us. So I'm going to continue um, and just go into the area that is shared by Rhonda via the book titled The Magic. And this is something that really is uh, can segue. It's not segue. Actually, it's a continuum of the thoughts that we shared with uh, Angelic Linda Terrell and my wife, uh, and that is counting your blessings. And here's something, a quote by Willie Nelson. He says, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. And he stated this uh, many years ago, and those of you who don't know Willie Nelson, he's a country singer, one of the top foremost renowned country singers uh, produced by the United States uh, musical community. And Rhonda goes by saying that you will have heard people say to count your blessings and when you think about the things that you're grateful for, and that's exactly what you're doing. But what you may not have realized is that counting your blessings is one of the most powerful practices that you can ever do, and it will magically turn your whole life around. There are many of us who complain we don't count our blessings, and as a result of that, you know, we lose uh, a significant amount of the blessings that have come into our life. So this is uh, something that I, as a jazz musician and African drummer, 
I know when John Coltrane came out with the title, uh, the song title of Love Supreme, he was talking about love. Uh, and most of his music actually talked about love. And uh, I was always attracted to those musicians uh, uh, like Willie Nelson who had a spiritual foundation, who had a spiritual connection. I know that when I first heard uh, uh, Drums of, of Peace, um, Bob Alatunji, Drums of Passion, yes, I knew it had P there, his title would just, you know, shared the thought of passion and the passion for life, the passion to live. Uh, and then we can just think of on and on this various musicians and artists and writers who had in their heart positive vibrations in their life as opposed to negative, as opposed to writing about war, as opposed to writing about suffering, which we all go through this in our life at one time or other. So, when you're grateful for things that you have, no matter how small they may be, you will see those things instantly increase. And if you're grateful for the money that you have, however little that you may have, you will see your money magically grow. If you're grateful for a relationship, even though it's not perfect, you would see it miraculously get even better. And if you're grateful for the job that you have, even if it's not your dream job, things will begin to change so that you will enjoy your job more and all kinds of opportunities for your work will suddenly appear. But the flip side is that when we are not counting our blessings, we can fall into the trap of unintentionally counting negative things. We count negative things when we talk about the things we don't have. We count negative things when we criticize or find fault with other people. When we complain about traffic, waiting in lines, delays, the government, not enough money, or the weather, and when we count negative things, they increase too. But on top of that, with every negative thing we count, we cancel out blessings that were on their way. Again, I'll repeat that. With every negative thing that we count, we cancel out blessings that are on their way into our life. And uh, I've tried both, counting my blessings and counting negative things, and I can assure you that counting your blessings is the only way to have abundance in your life. I know that uh, my living here, and my wife and I live here in New York City, and when I go to work, my wife as well, sometimes she drives, and I usually always take the train, and I see people uh, and hear people saying negative things, counting the negative things in their lives, complaining, uh, going to work, talking about how they anticipate there's going to be a problem with their boss or with their, one of the coworkers, or talking about a family member. And, of course, then those of us who wake up in the morning, a lot of times we set the motion in action by listening to the news. What do you see in the news? And, of course, the weather reporters, they're conditioned, they're trained to make every weather condition as negative or as, uh, what can I say, uh, depressing or, if not, if anything, putting you in a state of nervousness. It may rain, it may not rain, it may be hot, it may be too hot, maybe not so hot. And, of course, when the weather is perfect, which is what everyone looks for, is perfect weather conditions, then every now and then they will applaud that. But for the most part, it's, it's, we're setting ourselves up to be depressed 
to think about negative thoughts because one negative thought will lead you into thinking another negative thought and so on to the point that you think that it's normal. It's a natural state when indeed it is not natural. It is not normal. And, of course, let me just go back to the workpiece, taking the train back. And then now you find people cursing sometimes because they had such a negative day. And, of course, when they come home, they bring that negative energy into the house. And then if, if you're married, you know, your spouse suffers from that. And if you have children, the children suffer from it and so forth. And the only way that you can actually uh, reset, if you will, uh, defrag that energy in your mindset, and I like to use the analogies of computers, uh, cleaning the disk, defragmentation, and so forth, resetting uh, the, uh, the hard drive, as it were. The only way you can do that is by reading certain books, such as uh, your spiritual books, whatever your religion may be, picking up the Bible, picking up the Quran, picking up the Bhagavad Gita, the Torah, whatever your persuasion may be. And then, of course, books such as The Secret, such as The Magic, uh, such as The Power of Now by Erhard Tolle, and numerous other books that my wife and I cover on our shows. That's the way you reset. Or calling one of your friends, calling a family member, a parent, a sibling, who you know will give you positive energy, who you know has a very positive frequency. And to avail yourself, like my wife was saying earlier with uh, Angelic Linda Terrell, that indeed all during the day, as much as possible, to be in a state of gratitude, to meditate, to chant the words, thank you, to chant the expression that I am grateful. And then with that, you will draw like-minded people, people who are in the same wavelength, who are grateful, who are constantly being thankful for the things that they have in their lives. So uh, I just wanted to share that thought. And then the first thing in the morning, um, Rhonda states that or early in the day is you can count your blessings and you can write your list by hand, type it on, on the computer, or use a special book or journal and keep all of your gratitude in one place. And today you're going to make a simple list, as she states in the book, of ten blessings in your life that you are grateful for. She states that when Einstein gave thanks, he thought about why he was grateful. So when you think about the reason why you're grateful for a particular thing, person, or situation, you will feel gratitude more deeply. Remember that the magic of gratitude happens according to the degree of your feeling. So with each item on your list, write the reason why you're grateful for it. And here's some of the ideas that she shares with us for writing uh, your list. I am truly blessed to have what? Because of what? I am happy and grateful for what? Because of what? I am truly grateful for what? Because of what? With all my heart, thank you for what? Because why? And then after you've finished making your list of ten blessings, go back and read each one, either in your mind or out loud. And when you get to the end of each blessing, say the magic words three times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And feel the gratitude for that blessing as much as you possibly can. To help you feel more gratitude, you can be more grateful to the universe, to God, to spirit, goodness, life, your greater self, or any other concept that you are drawn to. And when you direct gratitude to something or someone, 
you will feel it even more. And your gratitude will even have more power and create even more magic. And it's the reason why indigenous and ancient cultures choose symbols like the sun to direct their gratitude toward. They were simply using physical symbols to represent the universe source of all goodness. And in focusing on that symbol, they felt more gratitude. The practice of counting your blessings is so simple and so powerful in altering your life that I want you to continue to add 10 more blessings to your list every day for the next 27 days. You might think it could be difficult to find 10 things that you're grateful for for every day, but the more you think about it, the more you will realize how much you have to be grateful for. Look closely at your life you have received and are continuing to receive so much each and every day there's really so much to give thanks for. You could be grateful for your home, your family, your friends, your work, your pets. You could be thankful for the sun, the water you drink, the food that you eat, the air that you breathe. Whatever any of them, you won't be alive. Without any of them, actually, you will not be alive. So you could be grateful for the trees, the animals, the oceans, the birds, the flowers, the plants, the blue skies, the rain, the stars, the moon, and your our beautiful planet Earth. I know that when I wake up in the mornings, I, I say my prayers and I say thank you, thank you, thank you, and be in a state of gratitude, take my shower, wash up. I look out the window in my backyard and I see a tree that I planted a year ago. And this tree that was donated by New York City to the One Million Tree um, Initiative to plant one million trees in New York, and I'm very clear about the fact that years ago I learned that it was the trees that, you know, allow us to breathe the oxygen because they, they, they actually take in the negative um, uh, entity, the chemicals in the air, uh, the carbon monoxide and so forth, and, and through photosynthesis create the atmosphere that creates oxygen, which sustains us in terms of us living and breathing. So I'm always aware of the fact that the tree uh, has a very, very important uh, place in the scheme of life in terms of the existence of us as human beings, the existence of all living entities on this planet Earth. On, and, and, and I find it not difficult to look at a tree and say thank you to it. Uh, and, of course, any living uh, vegetation I'm thankful and grateful to it because I know that uh, my wife and I are vegetarians. So, yes, we depend on uh, vegetables and fruits to sustain our, uh, our health. And, of course, those of you who eat meat uh, know that, indeed, the animals are uh, in the state that they're in before they're killed uh, to by eating um, veggies, fruits. But for the most part, they eat vegetables. And... Um, whether it be grass or some type of leafy uh, uh, element, uh, straw, that it is through the life force of nature that they were able to sustain themselves and then to sacrifice their lives so that we, our lives can be sustained. So there's a sense of greater gratitude that we're able to incorporate into our life, no matter what type of lifestyle we have. So... As we were stating before, you could be grateful for your senses, 
your eyes that see, your ears that hear, your mouth that tastes, your nose that smells, your skin that enables you to feel, and you can be grateful for the legs that you walk on, the hands that you use to do most anything, and the voice that enables you to express yourself and communicate with others. And also giving thanks for your amazing immune system that keeps you well and all of your organs that maintain your body so that you can live. And what about the the magnificence of your human mind, which no computer technology in the world can duplicate? So she goes on to state that here is a list of subjects that will remind you of the major areas that you can look for blessings to be grateful for. And you can also add any subject that you want, depending on what is important to you at this time. So the magic gratitude subjects are health and body, work and success, money, relationships, passions, happiness, love, life, nature, planet, earth, air, water, and the sun, material goods and services, and any subject of your choosing. And you should feel significantly better and happier after each time you count your blessings and how good you feel is your measure of how much gratitude you felt. The more gratitude you felt, the happier you will feel, and the faster your life will change. And some days you will feel happy really quickly, and other days it may take a little longer, but as you continue to count your blessings every day, you will notice a bigger and bigger difference in the way you feel each time, and you will see your blessings magically multiply. And uh, I think I just thought just a moment ago of a song titled Count Your Blessings. Count your blessings, count them one by one. Count your blessings to what the Lord has done. And it was a spiritual that I know from when I was a little boy. And my mother took me to church or she would uh, tell me to go to a particular church. At times I would go without her. And there's these very spirituals. Uh, spirituals of African, people of African descent, which are so head-on in terms of what's contained in this book called The Magic and the Secret. You know, just that this spirit just came to me with that particular song, Count Your Blessings. Remember that song, huh? Oh, I know that, so my mother used to sing that. Yes. Is that such a profound song? Yes, it is. Count Your Blessings. Count them one by one. And you'll be surprised at what the Lord has done. Uh, yes. <laughs> My mom used to uh, sing that. Well, maybe <laughs> we can uh, play that, you know, on the show. Uh, Perhaps you know, one day. One day we can do that. Because my wife and I both, we are uh, musicians, and my wife is uh, very modest with the fact that she's a former music teacher and she plays about five instruments, including the guitar and piano, uh, violin, all of these instruments. She sings, as you just heard, and uh, I play a few instruments as well, including uh, the piano and a couple of wind instruments, and African drums and jazz drumming, and I sing also. And I was so encouraged uh, and happy to hear that my wife thought that my voice was uh, one of, of a singer. <laughs> You're being modest. <laughs> yes, so uh, that's something for us to do, but it just dawned on me that that song was a very popular song, is a very popular song, and still sung today within uh, the various church communities, counting our blessings. So we have about nine minutes left, 
And I again, I'm just so happy that I was able to share with you this evening uh, more of the wisdom and the profound, uh, high-frequency, high-energy content of uh, these two books, The Secret and uh, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Please stay with us for a moment, and we'll be back uh, after our last break. Your health, you would not only maintain your current health 
but at the same time you will set the magic into motion to increase the flow of health to you, you will also begin to see the improvements to your health happen right away. Little aches and pains, moles, scars, and marks will start to magically disappear, and you will notice your energy, vitality, and happiness increase markedly. And as you will learn in a later practice, through the daily practice of gratitude for your health, you can improve your eyesight, hearing, and all of your senses, along with every function of your entire body, your entire body. and all of it happens like magic. Gratitude is a vaccine, an antioxidant, an antiseptic, as stated by John Henry Jowett. Uh, he was a Presbyterian preacher and writer uh, back in the 1800s, uh, from 1864 to 1923. I'll say that again. Gratitude is a vaccine, an antioxidant, and an antiseptic. Very profound. The degree that you are grateful for your health is the exact degree that your health will magically increase. And the degree that you are not grateful is the exact degree that your health will decrease. Living with a decreased amount of health means your energy, vitality, immune system, clarity of thought, and every other function of your body and mind is weakened. But being grateful for your health ensures that you will continue to receive more health to be grateful for. And at the same time, it eliminates stress and tension in your body and mind. And scientific research studies have shown that stress and tension are at the root of many diseases, and studies have also revealed that people who practice gratitude feel healthier and heal faster and are likely to live seven years longer. You can see in the state of your health right now how grateful that you have been. You, you should feel amazingly, uh, amazing every day, and if you feel healthy, or if you feel heavy and feel life's like a real effort to get through, or if you don't feel younger than your age, then you are living in a decreased state of health. And one of the major causes of this loss of vitality is a lack of gratitude. And all that is about to change. I'm going to use gratitude's magical power for the health of your body. I don't necessarily believe that being in this bad state of health is because you lack gratitude. That's something that uh, I guess we can discuss in the next show. Uh, but there is something to that, I guess, in a certain uh, uh, aspect with quite a few people. But I do know people in my life, such as my sister, one of my sisters, and uh, some of my close friends, my wife, friends who, uh, you know, myself included, I sometimes had challenges with health, but I've always been in in a state of gratitude. So I guess there's something to say about that. And I guess you can never be more, uh, too much in a state of gratitude. So, again, we end the show by giving thanks to all listeners in, in the chat room. And, and I also give thanks, of course, to my wife. And dear God, we give this evening to you. May our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this week, we open to receive you. Please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true, and may we not deviate from the things of goodness. May we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this evening. 
Only that they serve you and the healing of the word, and may we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. Make us the people that you would have us be. Direct our footsteps and show us what you would have us do. Make the world a safe and more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures. Heal us all and use us, dear Lord, that we might know the joy of being used by you. We thank you, and again, we are grateful. Namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, one love, all my relations, peace, love, and blessings to you all. God bless.